Welcome to the Geek-Centric Podcast, and welcome to our spoiler-free review for A24s and Elevation Pictures, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Hello, I'm Jayla, but you can call me Justin. And if you're joining me for the first time, well, we are Geekcentric, a podcast celebrating the world of movies, TV shows, toys, collectibles, gaming, and all things Geekcentric. As mentioned, today we're sharing our spoiler-free thoughts on everything, everywhere, all at once, from the minds of Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinart, collectively known as the Daniels, which is out in theaters as of today, April 1st, in selected cities, but will be hitting wide release in theaters as of April 8th. A huge thanks to our friends from Elevation Pictures here in Canada, who, along with the Toronto Real Asian Film Festival, invited us to a screening here in Toronto. So thank you so much for letting us take part. Uh, joining me for today's review, uh, we have my multiversal brother, Kevin Hudson. How are you, man? Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, I hope to bring the prime version of myself to today's podcast. Yes, it is only the alpha versions of ourselves today. Nate, uh, he was unable to join us for this screening. Obviously, he lives in Halifax, so it is just the dynamic duo. Um, but let's not waste any time. Let's get right into it. Um, everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, stars Michelle Yeoh, Kihu Kwan, uh, Stephanie Shu, James Hong, and Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, directed by Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinhart, collectively known as The Daniels. The film is a hilarious, big-hearted sci-fi action adventure about an exhausted Chinese-American woman, played by Michelle Yeoh, who can't seem to finish her taxes. Um, needless to say, that is the simplest version of this story because it is so much more. Kev, let's start with you. I, I want to know your thoughts right off the bat because I know you went into this uh, pretty fresh. You didn't. You didn't even watch a trailer or anything like that. So I'm dying to know, uh, you know, what you thought and what worked for you. Uh, that was that was definitely um, by design. I wanted to know as little as possible, um, just because we were given this opportunity, and so I was going to see this movie no matter what. And so I wanted to go in with fresh eyes. Uh, really, the only thing I had seen was the uh, the poster, and it is such a bright, bold, beautiful poster. Mm. That really captures the adventure you go on when you see this movie. Um, I have to say, because I didn't know much, I didn't know where to set my expectations. And so this easily surpassed all of those. Uh, trying right. to talk about the movie without giving anything away will definitely be difficult. But I think the less you know going into it, the better off you're going to be better. just strapping in and going on the ride. Uh, I will say, mm -hmm. and this isn't a slight, this movie reminded me of so many... Uh, great movies that we've seen both recently and in the past. There were notes of, um, you know, Spider-Man, uh, uh, No Way Home, which might sound crazy, but seriously. Uh, there were lots of uh, notes very similar to Turning Red, which we, we recently reviewed on the yes. podcast. Uh, and there's even mm -hmm. like a flair of Matrix thrown in. But that is not to say anything um, about the film's originality because it is so incredibly unique it is so incredibly of itself it is it is a unique completely one-of-a-kind story something i've never seen told quite this way on film before yeah i i think that uh 
you said it, it's, it is a very original story and visual experience uh, that, again, pays homage to so many different genres, so many different film types. You know, you got some kung fu movie in there. You got some sci-fi adventures. You got uh, definitely the multiversal qualities that it, it just feels so relevant given, as you pointed out, Spider-Man No Way Home and obviously Doctor Strange in the multiverse coming up. I think that's what works really well about this this movie. It doesn't stick to one genre or one sort of trope. It's all just mixed into it to really create its own unique feeling. Um, and, and and I think that's done with a, a, with a love for, for movies and, and for the type of movies that that the Daniels really appreciate. Um, that being said, too, I think that, you know, because it doesn't necessarily stick to one genre, it is able to be a little bit more playful and have fun with it. So there was a lot of humorous aspects to it. Like, I think if you were to watch this trailer, you wouldn't necessarily anticipate it. Like, I was shocked at how much I was laughing out loud at things. But at the same time, it didn't ever feel like it was so out of place that it didn't deserve to be in this movie. Well, that's the thing it does so well is is that it doesn't even just bounce from genre to genre from one scene to the next. It's it's blending them at the same time. And so you'll have this almost horror element to what's going on in the screen, but be laughing at the same time. You'll have this really out there sci-fi idea, but your heartstrings are being pulled at the same time. It's this amazing yes. ability that they yes. had to blend all of these genres so that it's just this fluid wave. You're almost bouncing around a multiverse of film genres as you go through this, and they're getting mixed up and, and put together as you go through. It was, it was really wild. Well, I think what you're trying to say, Kevin, it's everything, everywhere, all at once. And I think that, again, that title definitely helps to kind of allude to the sort of multiversal qualities of this movie but it it is very much in seen in so many different layers of this movie it, exactly what you're talking about the sort of genre mixing and how everything is just all at once everything everywhere all at once like it just it, it it's so poetic that that title is chosen because it, it doesn't speak to one portion of the movie it speaks to the entirety of the movie in so many different layers so so i love that um like let's talk about the performances because like michelle yo i think gives what i'm i'm gonna call probably again i haven't seen everything that she's done but I, i'm gonna say that this is probably her her best performance in her career um and i i am certainly hoping that she gets nominated next year when Oscars come around for Best Actress, she she entirely deserves it. You know, Michelle Yeoh has such a um, uh, a persona around her as an actress where she's kind of, she's such a high-tier actress that this character felt so down-to-earth that it almost was contradictive to the type of character that we might see Michelle Yeoh, but she, she acts this flawlessly with such real emotion and just so down to earth i i was i was very captivated by her and especially as we start you know breaking out and seeing the alternates they're different but they all stay very rooted in core to to who she is i, I think she did an absolute amazing job it's hard to talk about this movie without necessarily spoiling certain aspects uh, absolutely 100 percent. <laughs> and i mean uh from my experience uh, with michelle yo uh, it is in a lot of almost action-based movies. You have yeah. Tomorrow Never Dies. You have Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. You even have yep. uh, last year's um, Shang-Chi. Uh, Shang and, and she's great in that role. But what's so neat and unique about this role is that the character 
doesn't fit into the mold of those roles that she's mm-hmm. playing before. And so when there is action, it's just such a neat juxtaposition between the the regular character that she's playing and these extraordinary circumstances that she's finding themselves in. And so it makes that journey all that more uh, powerful and, and unique to to something that she's played in the past. And and Kihu Kwan, uh, who who plays Wayman, um, I have to say, uh, again, he, he's been out of acting for apparently 20, 20 years or so um, and didn't skip a beat stepping back in. Uh, if For those who might not know, he, he played, um, uh, I believe it's uh, Short Short Round. Short, Is it Short yeah, Round? Yeah, it's Short Round from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Uh, it's uh, D- Data or Data, uh, Data, I believe it is, from the Goonies. Uh, in fact, yes. the last like North American role that he had was in 1992's Encino Man. Uh, so, oh, wow. yeah, so he's had a couple, um, uh, I think, uh, obviously, Chinese or Asian films since then, just just two roles. Uh, but yeah, he's he's largely completely been removed from from uh, the, the the acting world. And so just to see a character that was so prevalent in our childhoods through the Goonies and, and Indiana Jones, it was so mm-hmm. neat to see him back on screen and a little weird to see him in the role of of being, you know, a, a father and a husband. And it was it was it was a little surreal yes, that there's sure. a huge gap missing from our our experience with him uh but i think he pulled it off really well he he really helps carry the movie with his just affable charm absolutely you you nailed it affable charm he has and and he's there's there's versions of him that are are also very interesting and and i think he he did such a great job of differentiating the, the multiple versions that we see of him that they they do feel very different from one another um you know again Jamie Lee Curtis is, is in this. James Hong is in this, and uh, Stephanie Shu. They play, um, you know, r- main characters that that serve a very integral part. Um, Stephanie Shu's character is is very much uh, is is her daughter who has some really important uh, meaning to the multiversal qualities of of the movie. Um, I love James Hong. Uh, I think he like to see him as the as her father uh, was was absolutely uh, charming and heartfelt, especially when he he gets we, we see again the multiversal versions of him. But Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, oh, Jamie Lee Curtis bringing in this this uh, action oriented, uh, you know, she was apparently very gung ho about getting herself you know, in the wires and, and stepping in. And, and uh, I think that that's, that's awesome. And it shows that she, she really invested in this character. Um, I, I was reading something or I was actually watching a video with the directors where they talked about all the sort of little details to her character that you'll see in the movie were all Jamie's, Jamie Lee Curtis's decision to do that. Like the, the wrist brace that's on her with the watch over top and the long necklaces, like those little things like that. She built out her character. She was so committed to it. Um, so well, giving yourself again, that that was... middle aged body, if you will, you know the um, exactly. Yeah, just, she created <laughs> such a look for herself here, from the hair to everything. Yeah. And uh, you know, we get a, a few different versions of her, and she's just—you could tell she's all in in this one. She is just chomping yeah. scenery with the best of them in this, and it is so fun. She is like over the top. She is in your face and it just works so well for for the character and the role that she plays in the movie yeah it's it, it, again this cast is is fantastic this story is is unbelievable and 
honestly, it has to be experienced in theaters. I, I know that maybe some people might still be hesitant or might not necessarily get out there, but when this movie hits, you got to see it in theaters. It is it is absolutely uh, amazing. Uh, I think one of the things that, that I, I found most remarkable is that I think this is clearly a, a low-budget film when you compare it mm-hmm. to maybe some other multiverse films that are hitting theaters around the same time, and yet it never suffers because of it. Uh, I think I think the action and the, the the set pieces and and everything is done in a way to make them feel larger than they probably were as they were being shot, given what resources the filmmakers had had to 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 work with. And I think they they made the most out of everything that they had, and it and it really enhances the the, the quality of of the production. I mean, I have so little negative to say. I will say to what I was just talking about, there was. When when the action first starts, there's a scene where a fight breaks out, and I and I was and it was a bit clunky just at the beginning, and it was filmed in a way just at the beginning. There's one or two shots, and I thought, uh oh, uh oh, this this that looked a little I don't know, it just looked a little cheesy, but it lasted mm. for just seconds, and instantly, it felt like it became a bigger budgeted spectacle action movie, and it all just worked from there. So again, there was just one or two mm. little scenes where I thought, uh oh. And then even not even a full scene, but just moments. And then instantly that was all taken away. I completely forgot about it. And it just felt like this was a big, big budget action movie, but then still grounded by so much heart. I mean, that's really what yeah. comes through by the end is just the emotional resonance of the story. I think it, it tells a, a story in a way better than what we saw in Turning Red in terms of me connecting with the characters and the immerse, emotional journey and struggle that they're having mm-hmm. with each other, I thought this this mm-hmm. did that better than than Turning Red. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, sure. have, I have so little negative to say about it. Everything worked from top to bottom. Yeah, I don't. I I actually don't have any any negatives. I think I was thinking about certain things about like how easy or coincidental things just kind of happened in the movie. And again, I I I don't want to necessarily get into details about it. Um, because it does kind of get into spoiler territory. But that being said, as you said, Kevin, I think I think any negatives I had don't really matter in comparison to the the heart, the visuals, uh, the, the the overall narrative of this story and the performances. There's just so much more to celebrate that all of the anything that might have been just a bit of a you know a concern or like uh, scratching my head, um, it, it it didn't really matter. But I will say though that this is this is a hard hard line in the sand movie in that you're either going to love it or it's just not for you right it's either going to be something that you're going to be over the moon about and really celebrate it for its originality and and how unique it is or it's just going to be too out there for you and you're definitely not going to like it but i don't think that should ever defer anyone from from having to see it you know you should always see it and formulate your own judgment really at the end of the day yeah it's really tough eh and and it was interesting. I had two very different reactions from audience members behind me. Uh, two mm-hmm. two people absolutely loved it. They were blown away by the end. And then I could tell two people behind me didn't know what movie they were watching. And so I think they were ready for it to end. It just wasn't their cup of tea, like you said. And and I wonder, you know, if you're going into this looking for like an art house, emotional piece that resonates about you know and talks about family and that's all you're looking for this is not that movie if you're going in expecting mm. a a in your face big budget 
Hollywood style action adventure movie. This isn't that either. It's somehow mm-hmm. both of those things all at once. And it's and it's that combination <laughs> that makes it so special and unique is that it's blending these two very different worlds into one. It is everything, everywhere, all at once. I'm telling you, that name has so much meaning. It works really well. It's part of the art of why it is named what it is. Um, well, with no negative things to really share about this movie, uh, I'd love to get into our final thoughts with our score, which we'll be rating out of one to five googly eyes. Got that? Googly eyes. All right. Cool. Kev, go ahead. Yeah, I think I think we've we've really covered a lot of, of what really works uh, for us here from performances. I haven't really talked a lot about Stephanie Hsu. Um but she brings such a, a powerhouse performance here um, that from the beginning of the film to the end, you wouldn't expect this kind of, of, of just extreme variance in the performance uh, that, that I think really does a great job of, of anchoring the film in a lot of ways. Just all the way through the cast, uh, there's just really great, subtle, and over-the-top performances from... from each individual actors, they just play such extremes of themselves that it's a lot of fun to watch. Um, I know you mentioned that there might be instances of uh, convenience or contrivances that that help the plot move along. And I think anytime you're dealing with things like time travel, or in this case, more of a multiversal thing, um, you have to create your own rules. And then you're allowed to, within those rules, do whatever you want to make a plot move forward. And so as long as that works, I don't have a problem if it's a little convenient for certain characters at times. And that's definitely the case here. I think the, the, the rules were given to understand what's happening, work within the story. And I think it's more driven by character motivation than, than anything else. And that's really the strength of this movie is that character motivation for, for doing the 100%. things that they're doing. Uh, it looks incredible. It feels so different because of that genre blending, genre blending that we talked about. And so, yeah, there's, it's just such a unique, different film than anything I've ever seen. Um, I'm, I'm really excited for the, the two filmmakers here because I think this will be that big movie. I know, I know they've had smaller success and, and they've made movies that the people who've seen them have enjoyed, but I think this is going to reach mm-hmm. a lot more googly eyeballs and, and that's going to really <laughs> ma- hopefully help them give them a platform to tell more of these crazy, unique stories. I want to see what they come up with next because what they've done here is incredible. Uh, I really do recommend this for, for lovers of, of just movies in general because it, it has something for everyone and will even make you appreciate elements from, from, from types of films that you might not like normally because it's blending them with other elements that you might really enjoy. Again, just a one-of-a-kind film experience, but go see it in a theater on a big screen with an audience so you can really take it all in. Uh, yeah, I'm giving this one a solid 4.7 out of 5 googly eyes. Very good, very good. Um, yeah, like, I haven't been able to not think about this movie after seeing it. Um, I, I really want to see it again immediately uh just to really dissect more of it this movie to me is is an absolute masterpiece it it is it takes such big concepts yet focuses the story around kindness versus darkness and and despair and the path that love can create uh and and sort of keeping things together i think the daniels 
you know, they, they focus the uh, telling a story uh, that feels big in scope, yet personal and intimate while mixing their love of sci-fi, as we mentioned, or kung fu movies, the, you know, paying homage to the Matrix and even interjecting humor and real emotion all at once. Like, it's just it's a it's a masterclass of of how you don't need to be so uh, rigid and pinned into one box. Everything can live harmoniously in one movie. And, and they do that so well. And while the concepts are a bit dense, um, everything in about this movie is is really grounded in, in real tangible emotions um i get that this movie probably won't be for everyone and i think you'll either love it or it's just not for you but i loved it and i think it's easily probably one of the best movies uh, of 2022 so far i know that we're only you know three months in uh but beyond this being a movie uh to me it, it really does speak volumes about uh cinema as art it really does embody that as it as it pays respects to to all of the the other movies that have come before it and, and has this sort of genre blending um and it just again as i was pointing out before from its genre blending to its its multiversal topic to the emotions it really does embody in its whole the title everything everywhere all at once so i'm giving this movie a five out of five googly eyes it's it's probably top tier right now of, of 2022 yeah i was gonna say i i mean i i might be forgetting one or two but i i don't think i am this is the first great movie of 2022 um and it shows that that uh the the, the multiverse is not just a, a young superheroes game um uh, and it will forever change the way you think about a specific or particular breakfast food item absolutely i totally agree well that's it for our spoiler free review short and sweet kev i i know we can't really talk much about it we want you guys to go check it out and and definitely uh let us know what you think you can do that actually by reaching out to us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com that's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com or if that feels too multiversal for you well you can reach out to us on twitter at geekcentricyt or on instagram at wearegeekcentric i personally don't think we're done talking about this movie we may do a spoiler filled discussion once the movie hits theaters for wide release april 8th and uh next week uh we we will probably have uh some guests on that uh were involved in this movie that you'll probably want to hear from because i'm very excited to chat with them and uh yeah i'm gonna tease i'm gonna just tease it out rather than giving you the full full spoiler so make sure you're subscribed so you know when that episode drops yeah, I, I really hope that uh, that comes through. But having now seen the movie, I definitely can see why once all the geeks have watched it, once our audience has had a chance to check it out, this is definitely a film worth going back to uh, to look at and discuss and break down and, and really be able to mm -hmm. talk about what makes it work because we are just so limited here in what we can say because we want to preserve the uniqueness and the experience of seeing it for the first time. So... Yeah, definitely I would recommend to go check it out and then ho hopefully join us in the future for a, a really thorough breakdown. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but also in the meantime, we got tons of other episodes covering a variety of other content, like our spoiler-free review for Richard Linklater's latest film, Apollo 10 and a Half, A Space Age Childhood, uh, which is on Netflix now, April 1st. 
no joke there. We also have our spoiler-free review for The Bubble, which is also hitting Netflix today. If it's up us, we would probably recommend that you check out Apollo 10 and a half. Far better movie, far better yeah, experience. The, the latter of the you... two there definitely feels like a bit of an April Fool's joke. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely plus we always have uh new content like our ongoing watch club uh for moon Knight, which uh, we started this week we also have our preview episode as well if you if you haven't checked out moon Knight, you're kind of iffy or like i don't know what what this moon Knight's all about well you can listen to our preview show and then go watch it on disney plus and then listen to us geek out and break everything down like we always do uh and we also have our oscars recap and god knows that uh, nobody wants to talk about the oscars anymore but uh we had fun talking about uh, the moment the slap if you will and as well as uh, the highlights from who won which again as as kevin when you were hosting you said it so well you know the event itself overshadowed uh, uh, the the win. So at least it was nice for us to at least take the time to actually acknowledge and celebrate uh, these wins because uh, God knows no one was thinking about that <laughs> the night that that all went down. Which, like you say, is a real shame because there are some really terrific films that w- were, were were deserving of and, and worth talking about. And so even if you just want to check out what we thought about the, the actual winners from the night, the, the, the show's definitely mm-hmm. worth checking out for that reason. For sure. And hopefully uh, next year when we do the Oscars uh, annual prediction, I'm hoping this movie is in there for a lot of categories. Like I could see it killing it next year. But until then, Kev, thanks for joining me for this lovely review for everything, everywhere, all at once. And as we say, get home safe, guys. Peace. <laughs>